Welcome to A Higher Branch, a source of practical and powerful information for busy people dedicated to boosting their personal health and professional performance. I'm your host, Sam McCall. A warm hello to all our listeners and thank you for joining me today on this week's episode. As we continue our series on the four essential daily rituals, the five habits, and the six life hacks. Now, we have covered in previous episodes the four essential daily rituals, which form the foundation for the five habits, which will then form the foundation for the six life hacks. But we are up to essential habit number four which I will go through with you today. Now, if you are new to our community, and we certainly have a lot of new listeners, I urge you to go back and listen to episode 99 called Is Reliance on Motivation Ruining Your Life? It was that episode that set the context for the series, what I call the 456 system for making life changes that last and the four five six stands for the four rituals five habits six life hacks and this particular system is a subset of our two main frameworks at a higher branch one is the holistic living framework made up of the eight areas of life and the second fundamental framework is the circle of conscious living made up of five steps for living consciously so the 456 system is a subset of the circle of conscious living and it's all about basically making change in your life and making progress because without progress we stagnate we fall into a routine which makes our five senses numb and some people call that their comfort zone but it's really your dead zone where you stop making progress in life and our human psychology is such that If we stop progressing, then we start to feel sad. And in some cases, I see people that have been suffering from depression. And in almost all cases, it is nothing more than just stagnation of the human spirit and unmet human needs in the eight areas of life. So this system that I'm going through ensures that you stimulate all eight of those fundamental human needs in your life. Okay, so today we are going to continue on the five habits. And our number fourth habit is the importance and the power of your posture. Yes, the power of posture, in particularly on your psychology, is one of my favorite personal sayings is that if eyes are the windows to the soul, then posture is a window into your emotions. And posture is a habit and that's why it is in my top five now if your posture is not optimal it's going to affect your thoughts your thoughts are going to affect your feelings and ultimately it's going to affect your health it will affect all personal and business interactions because of how others perceive you like it or not we are judged by our posture Because clients and customers read your posture. Your children mimic your posture and mimic your body language subconsciously. What kind of posture do you want them to have? A confident one or a defeated one? Now, let's look at the science. As always, I like to look at the science before making and presenting any information to you. 
because ultimately there are scientists that do research on this stuff and it's research that speaks, not speculation, not hearsay. And for many years, psychologists have known that there is a feedback loop between our physiology and our psychology. How we feel is reflected in our posture and our facial expression. In turn, our posture, how we move, and our facial expression impacts how we feel. So if you're in a poor emotional state, we all know it, right? Your shoulders will drop, you will look down more often, you will slouch, and you will walk around like you're tired, and you will start to feel tired. You become caught in a negative loop where your emotions drive your posture, and the habit of your posture then reinforces those same negative emotions. And you are no match for your emotions, right? Or are you? In 2010, psychologists Amy Cuddy, Dana Carney, and Andy Yap pioneered the research that demonstrated that you can reverse the way you feel by posture alone. This research merely reinforced what teachers such as Tony Robbins, Deepak Chopra, and Norman Cousins have been saying for years. And it works. Changing your posture will change the way you feel, especially if it is compounded with the three previous habits that I have shared with you today. And if you have not listened to the podcast series, I urge you to go back and listen to them in order. I know that's a lot of listening, but this 4-5 system, I guarantee you, will cause an outright revolution of transformation in your life. So let's take a deep dive into posture. How do you reverse the habit of poor posture? Because it is one thing to say, hey, changing your posture will change the way you feel. And we get that. But a habit is very tough to break, especially if you have carried your posture for 10, 20, 30, or sometimes 40 years. And it is one thing for researchers to prove something, but another to provide the solution. None of the research tells us how to reverse the habit of being yourself. Because your posture becomes who you are. It becomes part of your personality. It reinforces your personality. Power posing proposed by Amy Cuddy in her famous TED Talk has since been discredited as pseudoscience because it is not a realistic permanent solution. You can tell someone, you know, it's a neat party trick and say, okay, stand up tall, put your hands on your hips in a really powerful pose. How do you feel? You feel great, don't you? And you do, but it's temporary. What happens? We cannot fight 10, 20, 30, 40 years of posture because within 10 minutes, you're going to go back to your posture. You're going to stoop or whatever your posture was. You're going to lean to the right or to the left or you're going to drop your head and you're going to repeat the same old patterns. So today I'm going to teach you how to change your posture in two steps. Because I'm going to be addressing the real issue, that posture is a habit that is enforced by muscle memory. And therefore, to change your posture permanently, you need to change muscle memory in a two-step process that I've designed in our Conscious Living program. Okay, let's kick it off with step one. Just like method actors in Hollywood or Bollywood or on the theater stage, you need to develop the habit of being self-conscious. 
Most of us associate being self-conscious with something negative. In fact, being self-conscious is not negative. It's a positive. Being self-conscious makes you mindful. You need to be constantly aware of how you are standing, walking, or expressing your movements. This self-awareness helps you to be more mindful of the circumstances or situations that cue your body to behave in a certain way. This will give you an insight into how you feel in that moment. And the way to develop that self-consciousness or self-awareness or mindfulness is through meditation, which is why I want you to go back and listen to the series. And in particular, the episode on meditation as an essential daily ritual. It's number two in the four essential daily rituals. And in that episode, I actually provide you with a guided meditation. But it is meditation that helps control our monkey mind and helps us stay mindful in a world full of distractions, in a world full of stimulation that keeps us focused on all things external rather than all things internal. It's the internal world that you need to be aware of. It is the internal world that changes your external world. So when it comes to step one in changing your posture and being mindful, I want to ask you these questions. Are you in a meeting where you feel uncertain about your competence? Notice your posture. Are you in a social setting where you feel shy and introverted? Notice how your body is reflecting that emotion. Are you hunching or shrinking? Are you shallow breathing? And I know I've done this in the past when I was younger in a classroom. I'd shrink hoping to be invisible, right? We've all experienced these emotions that then get reflected in our posture. Now, I want you to tell yourself that you are not your thoughts or your emotions. You are the essence witnessing how you feel. That's who you really are. You don't have to do anything to change your posture at this stage, at this step one. Just noticing is enough because the real solution comes in step two. Now, step two is not a quick fix. Nothing in life is a quick fix. Anyone that tells you otherwise is often trying to sell you something. Step two is all about doing exercises that build a great posture over time. This is where strength training, yoga, Pilates come in. There is no doubt that all these methods impact how we feel. You know, most people do Pilates and yoga and come out of it feeling amazing. Because the combination of breathing and movement dissipates anxiety and relieves depression. It does this by changing our body chemistry. You know, what I call the pharmacy of our physical. In fact, the benefits of exercise have been proven to be more effective than Xanax and Prozac. But one other consequence of strength training, yoga, Pilates, is that they also improve your posture by strengthening the core. And it is the core, the center of our body. If you stand with your feet apart and your hands up in the air to your side, focus on the fact that you are held together by your core. It is your core that keeps you upright and it is your core that controls your posture. 
So this episode is not about just the psychology of telling you to stand up straight. The habit of great posture is very powerful, which is why it's in the top five. But the solution is not something that's airy-fairy. It's as simple as really strengthening the right muscles in your body. When you do strength training or Pilates or yoga, your muscles become more toned and support you in a way that is reassuring and balanced. You will look taller and therefore you will feel and look more confident. That's why and that's how your physiology controls your psychology. So changing your physiology and the habit of your posture starts with exercise that strengthens the core. And that's it in a nutshell. And that's the punchline, my friends. And because this leads to an effortless posture, a default state of subconscious good posture, not one of those posture poses that is there for 30 seconds and gone within 10 minutes. Because ultimately, a good posture is not one that is forced. A good posture should never be tiring to maintain. But here's the thing, it is tiring at first. Whenever we start to fix our posture mechanically through core work or simply sitting or standing straight, the next two weeks, you're going to experience soreness and muscles that you have not previously used. And often we misread this soreness as an injury. And then what we do is we revert back to slouching. So If you're sitting listening to this podcast right now, and I I bet before you started this posture, because, you know, 99% of people will slouch, unless you have been trained as a classical pianist or you're someone that rides horses, chances are that you've been sitting for many years in the wrong position in front of your laptop, or if your job involves a lot of driving, or you, you work in an office where you're sitting a lot, inevitably you're going to put yourself in a body where your core is weak and your glute muscles are also weak and that makes you hunch forward. Now, if you start to sit upright, you're going to be using different muscles and they're going to start to fatigue. They're going to start to get sore. And this is why you need to persist. Now, it takes about two weeks for these muscles to get stronger to the point where they're not going to start getting sore. They're not going to fatigue. And that's why yoga and Pilates in particular are good because they strengthen the core, they lengthen the spine, they make you feel open, light and effortless. But in my experience, it is difficult to find a good instructor. You know, yoga and Pilates, uh, you know, you can end up hurting yourself if you don't know what you're doing. And a lot of us now, especially in Australia, don't have access to gyms, don't have access to personal instructors. And so we're doing things off a screen, either a YouTube video or some app out there. And look, you can hurt yourself very easily through yoga and Pilates. You really need to get one-on-one with someone that's been in the industry for at least 10 years. But when done right, yoga in particular with the breathing is really a game changer. You know, one of our listeners, Rebecca Jarvis, who is a yogini, described uh, this to me in an email where she wrote, posture is the framework that allows for energy or life force to flow through the body. The spine has an innate intelligence and energy becomes inhibited when we're tense and contracted. We need the spine to be lengthened 
to create an optimal flow of energy and to serve as an open channel for our breathing. You know, how true that is. You know, when your posture improves, you take the pressure off your ribcage, your diaphragm, your lungs. Suddenly you can breathe better. And when you breathe better, you will actually increase your energy levels. You know, I've experienced this firsthand by improving my posture. I've improved my breathing. By improving my breathing, I've actually boosted my energy levels more than any other supplement I have ever taken. And that's saying something, right? So where does that leave us then when it comes to developing good posture? Yes, Pilates and yoga are great and finding a good instructor will be really good for you. But let's go back to the basics. Good posture comes from managing four common positions. Sleeping, sitting, standing and walking right? So let's look at sleeping. A lot of people really overlook the fact that how you sleep for often eight hours, right, in a 24-hour period will set the muscle memory for your waking 16 hours, right? So if you are sleeping tense, if you are sleeping in a way where you're curling your body and your knees are up to your chest and you are tense in that particular position, that will reflect itself as a slouch position when you do wake up. So it is imperative that you do not sleep tense. I have covered this in so many podcasts about the importance of sleep. And I do have an episode coming up, which is a definitive guide to sleep. And I'm really excited about that one because I have been doing so much research on this topic and spoken to so many experts and it will be a definitive guide. But let's look at what you should do for your sleep to improve your posture when you wake. The best thing you can do is no technology, no TV, no screen time for an hour before bed. You need to wind down before bed. Have a bath, stay warm, get warm, do some breathing exercises before you go to sleep. That will ensure that you sleep relaxed. And when you wake up relaxed, your body and your body posture is not going to be then in this default state of hunching or slouching. The next posture is sitting. Now, my tip to you is here, if you're in a job which, where you're sitting a lot, get up and move every 30 minutes and move for one to two minutes. Now, the other tip that I received from Dr. Andrew Locke, who is a famous physiotherapist uh, in Melbourne, Australia, and, uh, and this has been a game changer for me, he told me just to keep a band. You know those bands that you put around both your knees? He said, before you get up off your chair, if you've been sitting for 30 to 60 minutes, put the band just above your knees and do some activation exercises where you pull the knees apart and back together. And you do 20 of those before you get up because it activates your glute muscles in your buttocks. And then when you get up, you're getting up in a pattern that will keep you more upright and it'll actually avoid injury. And that's a really cool little trick that I have been adopting in the last few months. And because sitting does put you in that hunched position and give you poor posture when you eventually do get up. So let's look at the third, it's standing. Now, standing is the same as sitting. If you are standing for too long and not moving around, that 
you're going to fatigue certain muscles and after a while you're going to start hunching. So standing, just like sitting, is not good for your posture. I know there's a lot of stand-up desks being promoted and one that's certainly also promoted in our office. But the purpose of stand-up tests is not just for you to stand in one spot. It's also to move around from side to side, back and forth. And I'm actually recording this episode to you standing in a standing position and I'm always rocking. I'm moving around and you probably would have noticed that because my voice volume is going up and down sometimes. And it's because I'm moving around. All strength and mobility trainers will tell you your best posture is in your next movement. In other words, we need to keep moving. Sitting all day is the enemy of a good posture. Standing all day is the enemy of a good posture. No matter how upright you sit, no matter how upright you stand. So let's look at walking then. Okay, walking is the best thing that you can do. No matter what your ability is, no matter what your fitness level is, we can all walk. My advice to you is walk as much as you can. And there is no particular secret to walking. We all have different body types. We all have different body shapes. There is no one particular walking method. So ignore what's out there on YouTube videos on how to walk. How to walk is how you breathe. It's automatic. And you shouldn't really need to think about it. Just make sure you get the right shoes for walking and let your body do what our bodies have done for thousands of years. So the more you walk, the better posture you will have. Well, the better posture that you will actually reinforce for my next tip, and that is you need to do activation exercises twice a day for the core, back, and your glutes. To have great posture, that is exactly what you need to do every day. Hands down, without qualification, without any secrets, without any neat tricks or tips. Now that I've shared with you the tips on managing those four common human positions, let's get back to how you then retrain your muscle memory to give you default state of good posture. And it comes down to doing activation exercises for the core, for your back, and for your glutes twice per day. You know, there's so many out there that you can actually Google, but exercises such as glute bridges, lunges, front plank, side plank, all are simple and can be done anywhere. And they're designed to strengthen your core. And if you make it to the gym, then experts also recommend focusing on back muscles. You know, a lot of people will focus on strengthening the arms, strengthening the chest, or strengthening what they call the anterior plane of the body, like your quads. But it's important. That's what pull you forward. But to pull you back in a good posture, you need to train the posterior chain. So anything such as lat pull downs, anything where you're pulling the arms backwards, so you're activating your back muscles that will keep you in a better posture. So this episode, I'm not going to take you through exercises to do because you really need a video uh, to demonstrate that. But the takeaway from this episode is I want you to know that there is no secret to good posture that is hidden in our emotional subconscious or anything like that that most people tout. It's as simple as activating the right muscles so good posture becomes effortless and part of your muscle memory. So therefore it becomes second nature. 
So I mentioned some of those exercises, but the main thing is that you look up or you see a PT or exercise physiologist or exercise chiropractor who will train those particular muscles. And you just go in there and you tell them, I want my posture to be more upright. What do I need to train? And they're all very good at noticing how you move and they will tell you which muscles are weak. And from that, you will then be able to sit in a position where your back is straight, you're more upright and you're not going to fatigue because you have activated muscles that you have not been using for many, many years. So this is why good posture is in the top five habits that you need to master to improve all eight areas of your life, directly or indirectly. And coupled with daily habit one, which is the habit of smiling, coupled with Uh, Daily habit number two, and that is the state of innate gratitude. And coupled with the daily habit number three, the art of greetings and goodbyes, I promise you this fourth daily habit of having good posture will improve your life in so many ways that you can't even think of because the power of posture is apparent. When you see a person walk into the room and they have great posture, everyone is drawn to them. They have an air of self-confidence about them. They're usually the most enthusiastic person in the room. So posture improves our psychology in a profound way. And for me, everything returns to the power of emotional well-being. Because when you are emotionally in a solid state, everything that you take on in life, whether it's good or bad, can be done with a smile on your face which is why the habit of good posture is too important to ignore because it affects so many areas of our life, which is why it is in the top five habits of our Conscious Living series. Okay, well, another week and another installment dropped from our series on the 456 system. I hope you're enjoying this series and a uh, special welcome to a lot of new listeners who are with us on this journey. And as always, my friends, I wish you conscious living.